Her last name may be Jan, but this interview will not be boring. Join us today as we learn more about our Holy Hormones founder and owner, Becca Jan. Hey sister, welcome to For the Love of Hormones podcast. If you have struggled with finding satisfying solutions to your fertility, pregnancy, and hormone issues, you're in the right place. Maybe you're ready to feel heard and supported beyond a quick doctor visit and prescription medication. If you're ready for real conversation about how God fits into the holiness of hormones, women's healthcare, natural remedies, and the Bible's view on fertility, welcome. For the love of hormones, ditch your afternoon cup of joe and sip on some mood-boosting matcha green tea with me, Becca Yan, certified fem educator and hormone coach, as we discuss with Dr. Jamie Eller more about the holiness of hormones. Dear Father, we come before you and we thank you so much for allowing us a way to record tonight. We know that you have a really powerful message that you want the woman or the man who is listening today to hear. So we pray in the name of Jesus that this third, fourth, fifth take, whatever this is, would actually go through and that you would just lead and guide this conversation, protect our conversation, Lord. And we pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Luca, where are you podcasting from tonight? Well, I am currently next to a cemetery. Look, Jamie, I'll show you. I'm looking at the most beautiful view of the mountains. In my rearview mirror, there is a rainbow. On the mountains, it literally looks like God is descending on them. Like the sun is beaming on it. It is, it's just absolutely gorgeous. God led me to this construction site where there's like, it's like a ghost town. So listeners, <laughs> the point of this is I do not have my fancy microphone right now. I do not have my fancy headset. I am not in my quiet zone. I abandoned my family because Jamie and I were battling internet issues um, in spiritual warfare for like 45 minutes to record. And we know that God has a very specific message that he wants to share with you today and we are bound and determined to record tonight. And so that is, that's why I'm here in a car recording this podcast. Yes. It's been crazy. I'm like, I swear we know how to work the internet and the Zooms and everything. Like it's only when we come together to record our conversations together that we both have these issues. It's just so bizarre. And, you know, one way or another, we're going to get it done. Amen. Yep. Well, I don't know All what right, your question is, but I'm excited to hear them. <laughs> I literally made them up like five minutes today. I didn't put a lot of time because I wanted to just kind of be genuine. But if you haven't heard before, like Becca and I don't know a whole lot of personal stuff about each other. We've, I'll let you explain how we, how we met Becca, because you're the one, this is your story. Yeah. Well, okay. So I was in process of getting certified as a hormone coach. And at this stage in my life, the Lord had put on my heart to do a podcast and to not do it alone, to do it with someone else. And it had been like four or five months. And anyone who knows me knows like I'm a major go-getter. So it was really hard for me to wait for God to show me like who who's my co-podcaster going to be. And I was watching one of the courses. I'm certified through the Fiat Institute. So I was watching one of the one of the videos in the course. And Dr. Jamie, you were featured in it. And like, you know, you were cool, but there wasn't like anything like crazy incredible or like mind-blowing, you said. 
But God just spoke to me very clearly in that video of like, hey, she's going to be your co-podcaster. And I was like, okay, I don't know who this person is. I have, I don't know what she's about, but okay, Lord. And so I message, I don't know what you'd call her, my professor, my hormone coach. And I was like, hey, do you know who this Dr. Jamie Eller is? Do you know if she would be interested in podcasting? And the rest is history. So yeah, we don't know each other hardly at all. So it'll be kind of fun to for me to share more about myself with you. And then we'll do um, a get to know you in a future episode. Yes. I just love like how we came together because you were wanting to start a podcast and you were looking for a person. And Little did you know, I was wanting to do a podcast, but I didn't want to start it. And so God's just like, you and you need to meet. Because I wanted I wanted to talk a lot along the same lines of the things that you wanted to talk about too. And I was just like, I really want to do it, but I don't have the time to dedicate to this. And you're like, I have all the time in the world. Let's do it. I'm like, okay. So it's just, God is so good. I love it. So Becca. Give me the elevator pitch of who you are, like just the highlights, and we'll go off from there. Okay, so my name's Becca Yawn. I live in Erie, Colorado. My family and I have lived here for a couple of years now. I am a mother of three babies on earth and three in heaven. I am a business owner. I own two businesses. This is one of them. I am looking to homeschool my children this year, or really my oldest. He's going to be four in September. My other kiddos are two and a half, and I have a four-month-old. And what else? I'm a wife. I've been married for we're going on eight years in January. And most importantly, I am a daughter of Christ. I'm a daughter of God. So I've been a Christ follower since I was three years old. I think I mentioned that in an earlier episode. I gave my life to the Lord at a very young age. And I believe it was legitimate for my three-year-old mental capabilities. And God has just matured me and grown me in the faith and walk since then. So that's kind of, I guess you would say that's like, I don't know, there's your elevator pitch. So that was great. I already learned more about you. I didn't... I thought you only had two children at home. I didn't realize you had three. Wow. (laughs) Three under four. Wow. All right. So let's just get to the meat of this, you know, coming to this podcast. Like, what were you doing before you became a hormone coach slash fem educator slash podcast host? What were what was that? What was that Becca doing? Yeah. So that Becca is working. And I mean, I still have it. I have a really big uh, direct sales business and I, you know, I work it and I manage it. But at the time, that's, that's what I do now. I work it and I manage it now. And at the time I was like working it like a mad woman, um, really, really intensely. I became one of the top leaders in the company. I'm one of the youngest. I am the youngest top leader in the company. I just had really big audacious goals. I started in that business before um, I had children and I kind of got to the top. My, let's see here. My youngest was like like a little over a year old. So it was all going on in that space of like pregnancies and, and all of that. And the Lord, since with having children, you know, the Lord slowly called me to just like be a lot more present with my kids and, you know, 
shepherd them and disciple them and all of that. But at the time I was, I was just working like crazy and it was from home and it was awesome to be able to work from home, but I was doing a lot of that. So lots of work from home and uh, managing my kids or making sure someone was taking care of them. And we had actually moved from Oklahoma to Colorado to be closer to my family. And it was around that time, by that time, I'd, I had two little boys. Aaron was, goodness gracious. I don't know. He was around like, he was almost two years old. And Micah was like six months old. No, he was seven. He was seven months old. We just moved to our new house in Colorado. And it was one of like the most stressful seasons of my life. I was working my business like crazy, figuring out how to do that as my babies were getting from being like non-mobile to mobile and becoming toddlers. And like that became a whole new world to me. So it was pretty stressful. And then we moved like a lot. We moved from Oklahoma to Colorado to an apartment. And then we moved from an apartment to a house like with babies. And... I was dealing with all these health issues. Like I had like, it was just all on top of another. I had mastitis. I was having crazy vertigo. And then I got COVID. um, And I was just like really unhealthy. And we moved into our house. And within probably like two or three weeks of moving into our house, I just felt awful. And so I took a pregnancy test and I was pregnant again. And literally my, my husband and my oldest were sitting on the floor of our master bedroom. And they were like eating peanuts as there's like 50 boxes piled up and like nothing's put away and it's just total craziness. And I walk out to my husband with this pregnancy test stick and I'm like, we're pregnant. (laughs) And he just looks up at me like, and we just laugh. Like, of course, of course we're pregnant. Like, of course, this has just been like the craziest season. Oh, and I didn't mention my two-year-old had broken his leg like three days within us moving in the house. And so it, he he's sitting on the floor with like a broken leg. So I'm just like, oh my gosh. So it was a very stressful, very stressful, crazy season. And by the third pregnancy, I was like, oh, okay, I've been pregnant before. It'll all be fine and normal. So here we go. Let's rock and roll. So like, I didn't really stop to just like honor that pregnancy and really give tons of thought into my health or anything like that. I was just kind of like the average the super average person who didn't know anything about my body or how to, you know, support my health or anything like that. And so I just kind of kept doing my thing and and all that. And lo and behold, I I wasn't thinking about it at the time, but my thyroid had been off for a couple of years. Um, and that had onset when I had gotten pregnant. And I had stopped taking my thyroid medication for like since with all the moving and the craziness. I was just like, oh well, I don't even know where it is whatever. It's probably fine, whatever. And I went to my eight-week doctor visit for this new third baby. And she tested my thyroid and she was like, yeah, it's fine. Like you don't need to be on your medication and all that. And I was like, okay, sure, fine. And then that pregnancy was, I mean, there was just some weird things. Like I had some crazy, like intense cramping sometimes. I had like spotting one time. And I don't know. Oh, and then one time, like I'd gotten sick and like, I couldn't get a hold of my doctor and I was really freaked out. I was worried. I didn't know. Like, I just wasn't informed at all. And so the over the phone, like person gave me an antibiotic. So like I took the antibiotic while pregnant and it it was just like, it was all a mess, right? Like this was a total mess. So like, 
we went in at 15 weeks for an ultrasound at a little boutique um, ultrasound place. And just to like, we really wanted to know what the gender was, you know, are we having a girl or a boy? Um, so we went there, just my husband and I, and there was like no movement. And the ultrasound tech said, there's no heartbeat. Um, you need to go see your doctor. And we were like, what? What? And so obviously everything just kind of dropped to the floor there. And we drove straight over to the doctor. They took us in and um, did another ultrasound. And it was like a flat line, you know, on the heartbeat thing. And um, I just, I totally lost it. Like, it, I mean, the most gut-wrenching, heart-wrenching sobbing. Like, I was probably screaming and yelling a little bit. It was like, it was really, really sad, and really hard. So, yeah. So, <laughs> I'll kind of pause there if there's anything you want to expand on or um, give you a chance to comment yeah, or whatever. I'm just like sitting here listening. I was like, I just want to hug her right now. Like, oh my gosh. Wow. It's supposed to be a happy moment and it turns to that. And yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. So, so I, but I know that was, I know that was a catalyst though that you used to grow from. And I'll let you share now what you're, you know, how you came about that. Yeah. So, you know, found out she'd passed away. And I mean, it was 15 weeks. That was a pretty late first. Yeah, that was a pretty late miscarriage, you know, and I'd had two healthy babies before and I I was just like sobbing and uh, she was a nurse midwife who was there. And oh my goodness, if you are a medical professional in this field, like give the girl a minute to process what just happened because I mean, bless this woman's heart. Like she was so sweet. But I mean, I find out my daughter is dead. And yes, she was my daughter. I knew she was my daughter. I didn't I didn't figure that out until we gave birth. But But I found out my baby was dead. Like you go from like, I mean, within an hour going from being like, oh, what gender are we having to we're not having anymore. And it is like, you cannot process that mentally. And so I was still like sobbing and crying. And she comes up to me and she's like, okay, so now we're going to talk about our options and like, what we're going to, I'm like, options, what are you talking about? Like my baby's dead. Like, don't talk to me about how she's coming out. I can't even, I can't even comprehend that she's dead. And so that was just horrible. Like I needed, I needed time to whatever. But I think the next, the following day or two days later, we, we had, we were induced and gave birth to her. Um, and she came out in the, um, sack and we opened up the little sack and, oh my gosh, it was just like, I mean, she was perfect. She like had every little part of her. Um, it's really hard. So take a second. I feel your pain. I've had to be the person on the other end to get women through that. And yeah, those were the hardest parts I would say of my training. Yeah. So what can you do? Yeah. So it was really nice because the nurse, she put her in this little saline solution, which made her look very lifelike and it, you know, filled her up and everything because it'd been a few days. So she, so a lot of the blood had kind of gone out. So she was pretty limp. So she was just, she was just beautiful. And the Lord um, spoke to me so clearly in that moment of her story will be for my glory. And I didn't know what that meant, but I just looked at her and I said, okay, God, you know, <sighs> like everything we go through in life just prepares us for a harder thing in the future. You know, it's like you think back on the hard times in like high school or college or whatever. And it's like, it's nothing compared to what you're going to go through later in life as a walk with, as a, in a, as a Christian, you know? 
this was the hardest thing um, I'd ever gone through. And uh, yeah, but I knew, I knew the Lord was going to use that. So, and I didn't know how. So that happened. And at this time, I mean, we, we conceived our baby so quickly because I'd been on birth control for like 12, 13 years, very, very long time. We'd gotten off of it when we were ready to start having kiddos and we conceived our first pretty quickly and easily, like praise the Lord. But, but basically by the time I, I was postpartum with Aaron, my first, I did not want to go back on the pill. Like I think the Lord had just put that on my heart of like, nope, you don't need this. You don't want to do this. We're not doing it. And I was like, okay. And my husband, we also, we just weren't comfortable with it for whatever reason. And we didn't know why, but we just, we weren't comfortable with it. So my point in that is that's why we conceived um, our second son, Micah, pretty quickly. And then that's why we conceived, we named her Hannah, Hannah Jade. Hannah um, is from the Bible and Jade just means strong. And uh, so anyways, we conceived Hannah very quickly because we... We didn't know anything about natural family planning. We didn't know how to naturally avoid pregnancy and space them out, even though we'd asked probably about four or five different OBGYNs, like, are there any other options that we can do? And we were all, always told no. So we're like, well, okay, I guess we'll just figure it out. So my point in that is we miscarried Hannah at 15 weeks. And I basically got pregnant again, back to back months. Miscarried her early December got pregnant in January, miscarried that one, and then got pregnant in February, miscarried that one. They were very early miscarriages, chemical pregnancies. So I knew the instant I was pregnant. Um, and I even got like the really faint line on the pregnancy test. And then I'd have a super duper heavy period. So it was just so depressing. Like my tummy would even like, like stick out and stuff. Like it was, it was crazy. So anyways, by the third one, we were just like, what the heck? Like, what is going on? Just kind of fed up with not having good answers. And so we ended up, it was actually a friend who texted me by the third one. And I just told her, I was like, yeah, like the doctor said, you know, we can do testing or whatever, but we can't really completely know why. And my friend was like, girl, like you deserve better than that. You need to, you need to get better help than that. And I was like, oh, I do? What? I can, I can get better help? What? I can have a different doctor? What? I didn't even... I, could, I didn't even comprehend that because I'd always just been the person that was like, you have your doctor and you do what they say and they know everything and you never question. Like that was me. And so someone telling me like, no, like you can have better answers and options. And that was like, what? But um, we ended up going to our a couple of our friends who um, they're Catholic and we know that they do something to plan out their pregnancies and they'd clearly been successful in spacing them out how they wanted to. So we were like, all right, let's go over to their house. Let's ask them what they do, even though it seems really weird. And let's just, let's like, we're, we're desperate. We need an option because we're like, we need to figure out what's going on with my body to get healthy and heal. So we don't go through this again because this is freaking awful. Just the most depressing thing. And so we went over to their house and they, they showed us, they do the symptothermal method. And they were explaining all this to us and they were explaining about birth control and how it actually is very harmful. And it's a class one carcinogen. Um, it increases your rates of cancer. It changes fish genitalia, like all of this wacky stuff. And I was like, y'all are crazy, but but I mean, maybe what you're doing works because it's working for you. So 
that just lit the fire and lit the spark to start doing my own research and figuring out what in the world they were talking about and figuring out what was going on with my health. So I'll kind of pause there. Let you. Yes, I love it. We're going to have to do a whole entire episode of that weird Catholic baby thing. I love it. Wow, that's just so crazy to all that that you've gone through in, in such a short amount of time. I just, wow. And God bless that friend who like spoke that truth into your life. Like, amen. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm so thankful for her. She turned out to become one of my best friends. We actually, um, we didn't know. I didn't know her. We didn't know this couple until we had the miscarriage and they'd had a miscarriage and they brought us a meal. They're from our church. And she's like my best friend now. So we're like on the organic, crunchy, all natural path in life together. But yeah, very thankful for her. So anyways, all of that just kind of started my journey. So they recommended that I try out the market method. That way we can like immediately jump into knowing where I'm at with my fertility. And so um, we bought a course for that and got educated and started applying the method and it worked. It was like this dark magic that we'd been searching for for years. And I was like, what in the Sam Hill? This is like working. And like, it was almost, it was so funny because we were like, I almost wanted to like just brag about it and be like, yeah, we're avoiding pregnancy naturally without birth control. Isn't that the most amazing thing you've ever heard of? It was just like, it was so crazy for us. And it was really cool to be able to do that and give us time to figure out what was going on with my health. So I also did tons of research and found a really, 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 really good doctor. Um, she's certified in NAPRO technology tons of other things. Like she is like your OBGYN superwoman, like with so many additional certifications. And we got some hormone testing done. I think basically the big things were my thyroid. I think that the 15 week miscarriage was the big things were my thyroid. I think the antibiotic thing was weird. I think my stress was like just off the charts. I think there were just a lot of things that were going on with that. I mean, my diet was horrible, but I wouldn't, I would never, you can't ever attribute that to any one thing, but it definitely was a compilation of a lot of issues, you know, and me just truly neglecting my health. And then I I strongly feel and know now with what I know now as a hormone coach and fertility educator, the chemical pregnancies, my hormones were not balanced. Like they, my progesterone was totally not there. You know, it was not able to sustain a pregnancy. My uterine lining wasn't ready and healthy for that. And so, so I'm pretty confident that's what those were. You know, everything was off and my thyroid. So it took so, I mean, I can't, I spent hundreds and hundreds of hours like researching and reading books and listening to podcasts and just reading research articles, all those things. Yeah. You mean you didn't just go to the doctor and get a magic pill to fix you? <laughs> no, I mean, it obviously wasn't working, you know? <laughs> I love that you said how it took you hundreds of hours because it, it it does to truly become empowered in your health. And, you know, it does, it takes, it takes work, but it's worth it. And you're not, and you're not just doing it for you because now I know that you're doing it for your kids. You're passing that knowledge down. This is like a whole generational thing that God has started on my path and on my journey. And it is, it's going to change generations down the road from 
this path of learning about how God designed my body and being able to teach that to my daughter and teach it to my sons and then teach it to their children. Like this is going to start a whole new thing. So so once I kind of finished, I didn't finish my research, but within my research, I got connected with the Fiat Institute and the founder of that is Jamie Rachi. And so she was actually my hormone coach and it was so cool. So she journeyed with me alongside my really awesome fertility doctor. I worked with Jamie to help with just like the lifestyle changes and the tiny little adjustments. Like doctors, like finding a really good doctor is one of the most important things. But the reality is they're only going to be able to spend so much time with you so often. And what I found with Jamie as a hormone coach was like, I mean, she would talk to me on... There was this app, it's deleted now, it's called Volley. And um, so she would be checking in on me like a few times a week. And um, she would talk to me about little things like, try eating you know, an egg with avocado before you have your coffee. And I was like, Jamie... That's that's a lot to ask. But like she would talk to me about these little things and I was still really dealing with... Gosh, I didn't even talk about my anxiety, like postpartum anxiety, right? So I've been dealing with anxiety for about a year and a half now and I hadn't had help. And Jamie was the one who like really, really helped me with that. And it was like with supplements and diet and stuff, but also it was like little things. She was like, what's your favorite song? And I was like, uh... I don't know, something by Beyonce. She was like, okay, next time. I just love Jamie. She's like, next time you you get like stressed and anxious or whatever, just put on that song and start singing to it. And I'm like, Jamie, you're just crazy, but okay, I guess. And, but she has so much enthusiasm for life, but she has like science behind everything that she says and does. So, um, So it was so fun to journey with her. And then we did get pregnant when we were ready. I think we spent about almost six months like like charting and totally changed my diet, totally changed all the products in our house, really, really, really worked on stress and anxiety. And ooh, that there's a lot underneath that that went on. And, um, and then felt pretty good and felt the Lord prompted us to go ahead and try to conceive. And and we did. And it was like, it was so cool to know when we conceived because before all the other babies were like, oh, surprise, here you are. But this baby like was so known, so known, like from the moment that she was conceived. And it's just so, so special and so beautiful. So um, God bless that pregnancy. So wonderfully, I went from having like, two labor inductions with my boys to having a home birth with Ellie Grace and all natural. It was awesome. Um, And she has just been just a picture of God's grace and goodness. And the days are crazy at my house, but so joy-filled and filled with gratitude. So I feel like that sums it up. I don't know. (laughs) It does. I love it. Okay. First off, kudos for at-home birth with no anesthesia. Wow. Um, Yeah. That scares me. That's the second. Jamie Rachi, love her. And you you, um, you, pretty much nailed her personality right there. Just like so alive. And I love it. Like when uh, we met at a convention one time in person, finally, because up until then, we'd like talk to each other for like a year. And I brought my husband and he was just like, man, she's got a lot of energy. I'm like, yeah, but it's good, right? And he's like, yeah, it is. I just love her. I truly think anybody, she, I mean, she's helped me personally with my own health and she's just a great person. But as you were telling your story of learning all this and planning this with God, like 
the word stewardship, like you guys became stewards, good stewards of your conception. And like, that's just really, really cool. (laughs) Wow. That's beautiful. I never thought of it like that. It's awesome. All right. So I'm going to move on kind of towards your business as a hormone coach. I want to know, because we all in, in, whatever field of health you're working in, we all kind of have that little avatar client that we really like and cater to. And, you know, that that's our jam. So I want to know what, what your, your avatar client is as a hormone coach. Thank you. So I have four. Okay. And I feel like they all connect to past pieces of Becca. So man, I don't know what my number one is They're They are in no particular order. But one of them is the postpartum breastfeeding mom. I'm very passionate about helping women who are in that stage of life plan out their pregnancies and know where they're at with their fertility because I have been there and not having a darn clue and Adam and I just guessing at the wind of what was going on and when we would conceive or not conceive again. And it was so stressful, you know, so I'm... And so like, this is my first postpartum season where we actually know where we are with extraordinary confidence. And it's so much fun to like figure it out because postpartum is no joke. And it is very hard to kind of know where you're at fertility wise to naturally avoid, um, but it's so worth it and doable. So, so that's, that's one, I guess you would say client avatar that I love serving. Another one obviously is women who have had a miscarriage or women who, you know, have that in the back of their mind as a concern and just want to get their body healthily prepped for pregnancy, you know? So for women who've had a miscarriage, it's really worthwhile to chart for a few cycles before you try to get pregnant. So that way you can see and observe, are there any flags that you would want to be aware of and maybe fix or get worked on before you get pregnant? That's huge, you know? So I really love serving women in that way and helping them to prepare for that. The other one is just people who are struggling to get pregnant. That just lights a fire under my soul because the care for women, the standard line of care for women who are struggling to get pregnant is so horrible and awful that they just deserve so much better care. They learn they need they need that support in learning how to advocate for themselves and just like they can get so much more than what they get of the standard of like, oh, we'll keep trying for a year and then come back and see us. But when you come back and see us, it's going to take you four months to get in for a visit. And when you come in for a visit, we're not going to talk at all about your fertility and cervical mucus because we don't know about that. And we're going to put you on metformin. Like all of these things, like it's just like so standard. It's impersonal. And like, there's so much more that women who are struggling with that can learn. So very passionate about that. And then the last one connects with my anxiety journey. So anyone who's dealing with like just irritability and anxiety, the really intense PMSing, there is hope for you. And like, it doesn't have to be, you know, prescription medication. Um, That's not medical advice whatsoever. I don't know your situation or, you know, we, we don't, you know, ever encourage like getting off of your medication or anything like that. Um, Unless it's birth control, I'll always encourage you to get off of that because that is just horrible on your body, no matter where you are and you don't need it. But, but there are so many natural things that you can do to support your health that truly make a difference in the irritability and anxiety. And it just makes such a big impact as being a mother, like being a mom, 
with anxiousness versus, versus being a mom with no anxiety, you are a different mother to your children. And that has generational impact. So I'm very passionate about working with women in those areas too. So that's kind of my four. I know it's a lot, but I just love them all. <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, I can like, as you're describing these, I guess I can like feel the passion that you have. Uh, just, you just want to help women like that. So that's beautiful. Okay. I have four questions left and not a whole lot of time. So this is, we're going to enter the rapid fire session. Yeah. So you can be as brief or expand on it as much as you want. So this is more like just a, a random personal question. What would you say is your favorite scripture or story in the Bible? Oh, goodness. Jeremiah 31.3. I love that is the verse that the Lord spoke to me when I conceived Ellie. Because obviously she's our triple rainbow baby. And there was a lot of nerves of like, Lord, is she going to live? Is she going to make it? And God spoke to me that verse. I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness of Jeremiah 31.3. And he spoke that to me over and over and over and over throughout that pregnancy. And it is like my absolute favorite and so encouraging to me. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, next question. So you are very, obviously, a super busy Christian mom of three, the youngest four months old now. What has been the most challenging thing with, you know, this new baby and this new season of your life? Um, Potty training my (laughs) two-year-old. Like, the anxiety has been real good. But I mean, he's done great with the pee, but the poop... That that's that's kicking it back into gear. So we are taking every thought captive to the Lord and we are praying for a successful number two with this sweet little crazy child. So that's that's kind of complicated. Yeah, that that's been the most stressful thing. We started potty training him like a month ago. I don't know, but it was probably like three weeks ago. It feels like forever. He's amazing with number one, but number two, we have yet to have a success, even with all the bribery in the world and like he repeats, I don't know, whatever. I just could go on and on. But that's been challenging, you know, like trying to make sure that I get a little cat nap in the afternoon, but like having to make sure I get that. It is a beautiful circus at my house. Like it is just orchestrating everything to try to get in a little bit of work, lots of love on the kids, managing the house, try to get in a little cat nap. Oh, and trying to get this kid on the potty right after nap time so he doesn't crap on the floor, like all of these things. So it is, it is like there's never a dual moment at the house. It's crazy fun. I was not expecting that answer. That is hilarious. I have tons of tips for helping with little boys and number ones, but I can't say I have any tips for number twos. Well, listeners, if any of you do, please feel free to send them my way because I'm desperate. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. So third question, Becca, what's up with this matcha green tea? Tell me more about that. Okay. I'll probably change the intro outro at some point, but I'm very passionate about it because matcha green tea is seriously awesome. It has thousands of times the antioxidants as acai berries and blueberries which is what everyone thinks is the most packed antioxidant foods, which they really are. They are. But matcha green tea, it's like thousands amount that time. It does have a little bit of caffeine. So it does give you a little bit of a boost of energy, but it also has L-theanine, which is 
has a very calming effect. So the ancient Chinese and the Chinese have used matcha green tea for like thousands of years as just like this zenful energy. So I do like, guys, I still like coffee, but I will have like a half-calf latte in the morning. And then in on afternoons where I am needing like a little bit more of a pick-me-up rather than coffee, I go for the matcha green tea because it tends to be in those like afternoon or mid-afternoon that all of us, you know, maybe start crashing a little bit. And we don't want to add the jittery anxiousness that coffee can kind of bring on. And so bringing in the calming energy, I know that sounds really weird, but it, but I mean, it's legitimate, like it's caffeine and L-theanine. So what, there you go, science. Um, <laughs> um, anyways, I just, I don't know. I just like to encourage people like, hey, you have other options than like a artificial energy drink and a coffee. You know, you actually have something that's actually pretty good for you. And I'd love to hear, I don't know if you have thoughts on that, but it's pretty cool. I <laughs> love it. Um, I am a matcha green tea virgin, um, <laughs> but I will give it a try now. I did not realize it has L-theanine in it, which I'm a big fan of. Of I've recommended it to people for to help with sleep. But one of the side effects, possible side effects of that could be more vivid dreams. Have you noticed any changes in your dreams when you, when you uh, drink that drink? And it might just be dose dependent, you know, it might, it might be not much in the tea. Yeah. No, I haven't had any weird dreams every now and then, like the Lord will give me a really specific dream for a certain purpose, but, but that's pretty like few and far between. I don't think it's connected to my matcha. So <laughs> I haven't connected those dots yet. I, I will let you know. I read well, my dreams um, are very affected by what I eat, but yeah. So I'll get back to you on that, on my interviews. Yay. I love it. <laughs> okay. So last question, how can our listeners find you and where, and, you know, maybe some people are in the area, want to be your patient or, or I should say client, or, you know, just find out more about you. Yeah. So the best place is at my website. So it's just fertilitysetfree.com. It's always linked in the show notes. So you guys can check that out there, connect with me there. Awesome. Any other social media or anything you want to share? Yeah, there's Instagram. It's Becca.yon. B-E-K-A-H.Y-A-W-N. Yes, I'm tired, but I'm not tired. I'm married into it. Um, (laughs) For real. (laughs) I think it's like a Dutch last name, I think. But um, anyways, but yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure interviewing you, Becca Yan, Christian, mother, business owner, and podcastpreneur. Thank you. <laughs> See you guys soon. Did you learn something today about God's desire for your hormones? If so, please take a quick minute to review this podcast. It's the best way for more women like you to finally feel heard and understood about their God-given hormones. Thank you in advance for your review. If you're wanting to connect with me personally, head over to my website in the show notes to learn how. In any case, for the love of your hormones, I hope you enjoyed sipping on your matcha today. It's so much better for you than your afternoon latte. We'll see you guys next time.